Welcome. This week is going to be a little bit different than most because I'm running a free five-day Hear Him Challenge. And if you're not yet registered, it's not too late to join us, even if you're listening to this after the challenge. It will be up until January 20th. So go to the link in my show notes and get registered. This challenge is all about small and simple strategies to hear him. So you can prioritize your day through the spirit, receive inspiration to lead your family, and access Christ's power mentally and physically. This is something I want all women to receive, so that's why I'm bringing it to the podcast every single day for easy access to listen and participate. If you'd like the workbook that goes along with this challenge, if you'd like to join the community and receive extra help and support, or if you'd like to win the prizes, then go with the, then you'll want to go um, register for this challenge by clicking the link in my show notes. All right, let's dive into today's training. Welcome to day four of the Hear Him Challenge. How are things going? Are you gaining small and simple insights that are helping you see a path to hear him more in your life? I want to commend you for being here today. I know there are a ton of other places you could be, things you could be doing, so I don't take it lightly that you're here and devoting your time to this. I want you to remember that the Lord loves effort and being here, wanting to learn and and make progress will be rewarded. I love what Elder Dunn says about making small and simple changes. He said, but remember, just as we would not attempt to go from being Attila the Hun to Mother Teresa overnight, so too should we or reorient our patterns of improvement incrementally. I don't think he's calling you Attila the Hun, but your doer mentality in, um, you, but Uh, Your doer mentality in you can make you feel like you are constantly on that end of the spectrum and push you into burnout and overwhelm trying to be Mother Teresa overnight, which is actually something I cover quite a bit in my Removing Roadblocks to Revelation program. All right, we have talked a lot about this week, the path to hearing him specifically using this map analogy. We're going to stick with that same analogy today, but today we're going to talk about the roadblocks that could get in the way of your path. Today is about puncturing the myths about hearing him so that you can be a receiver and not a doer. There are certain concepts that I have noticed women I work with believe that get in the way of them connecting with God. These thoughts create roadblocks to hearing him and often push you into that all or nothing doer mentality. My goal for you today is to recognize some of the thoughts that are creating roadblocks in your path to hearing him and set up a plan to remove them. So let's dive into some of of those and learn some small and simple practices to help. Okay, the first myth that I want to dive into is the myth that I don't need to ask God for things I can do on my own. I also hear this one uh, frequently combined with, if I ask for help with little things that I'm taking from someone else that could really use the help. First of all, there is no limit on the amount of abundant power that God has. 
There is no quota that is reached each day that you're supposed to stay under. And if you go over that quota, then someone else is just going to have to go without. That is thinking with the doer mentality. The doer mentality never has enough. There will never be enough. And someone else always has more than me. Instead, you want to look at this from the lens of the receiver. Yes, you certainly can do a lot on your own, but how much could you do together with Christ? Matthew eleven twenty nine through 30 says, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye, fo- ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and um, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Do you know the purpose of a yoke? A yoke is to help make the load easier to pull because the weight is distribu- the weight is distributed between evenly between both parties. When a yoke is specifically designed to fit the neck of an oxen, it has even greater ability to pull the load. Also, when two oxen are yoked together, they can pull double the load that they could pull themselves. So for example, if each oxen could hypothetically pull 1,000 pounds each, then you would think together they could pull 2,000, right? Nope, they can actually pull 4,000 together. Christ has specifically designed a yoke for you because he has atoned for all the burdens, pains, and sicknesses placed on your shoulders. When you step into that specifically designed yoke with Christ, together you and him can get way more done. Why would you choose to stay out of that yoke and do it on your own just because you can? It's like saying, I, well, I have the ability to do all the housework in my home, so I won't let anybody help me. You don't say that because there's a purpose in allowing others to help, right? Now, you, um, how do you step into that yoke to get that extra help, right? Well, you ask. Remember the principles of a receiver asks for what they need, strength, healing, love, and wisdom for. Elder Meredith III said it best. He said, focusing on Christ can simplify our decisions and provide a guide for how we can best spend our time and resources. One way that I do this is I sit down each morning and write down all the things that I need help with that day. Then I specifically pray for that help. And I want you to try that out. On your action commitment guide right now, I want you to write down one thing that you need extra strength for today. Then say a quick prayer in your heart that Christ can help you with that. Now Christ will provide what you need with this because remember, Christ has a specific yoke for you, so he knows what you need. Sometimes he'll provide you the physical ability to do more than you could on your own. Sometimes he gives you the knowledge to do it differently. Sometimes he gives you the comfort, healing, and love when it isn't able to be done. The act of writing it down will help you see tomorrow how Christ offered that help to you. Okay, let's go on to myth number two, which is fill in the blank, doesn't count because fill in the blank. So examples would be, my scripture reading doesn't count because it isn't long enough. 
or my ministering doesn't count because I didn't give a spiritual message or FHE doesn't count because everyone else was fighting. (laughs) Who is the one that will have these types of thoughts? That's right, the doer. The doer wants you to think that your efforts don't count for some reason. Like there's a judge somewhere throwing your efforts back down because they don't meet the standard of some arbitrary mental rule. That's right. Who says something doesn't count? Your thoughts do. You have what I call mental rules that trigger your natural man to wake up inside of you and cause the doer mentality to turn on. I have this rule about my Garmin watch. (laughs) At work, we have this system that takes our exercise efforts for the day, calculated by our watches, and gives us points. Well, sometimes I forget to wear my watch, it's dead, or I forget to start the, the button for the exercise. Then immediately I think, oh great, now it doesn't count. Well, for the points it doesn't. But the real reason I'm exercising isn't for the points, right? And just because my watch didn't capture, that doesn't mean my body somehow rejected my efforts. The Lord is the same way. Just because your efforts aren't done in a certain way that your natural man made up, doesn't mean that the Lord doesn't still accept your efforts and help you receive what you need. Elder Dunn said it best. He said, It is he who knows when a sparrow falls that is likewise focused on the minute as well as the momentous moments in our lives and who is ready right now to assist you in whatever your 1% quest is. Because every effort to change we make, no matter how tiny it seems to us, just might make the biggest difference in our lives. Okay. We definitely don't want these natural man rules to get in the way of our 1% efforts that make the biggest difference, right? All right. Now on your action commitment guide, I want you to identify what rules do you have around what counts and what doesn't. Then next time they come up, just say, oh, there's my natural man talking again. Now, remember, we all have a lot more natural man rules, and that's something I teach you to identify and diffuse in the Removing Roadblocks to Revelation program. So if that's something you're interested in, then stay tuned next week when I open the program and tell you all about it. Okay, on to the last myth that we're busting for today. Number three, my mind wanders too much to be still and listen. Now, I've mentioned stillness quite a bit here in this challenge, and I bet when I said it, the avoider doer in you woke up and said that exact same statement, right? I bet you can relate with not not wanting your mind to wander, right? What if I told you that wandering is actually a good thing and you don't want to stop it when you're in connection with God? That is how the spirit can work with your thoughts. The key is letting your mind wander. The key to letting your mind wander is to do it without judgment. Did you know that is exactly what Nephi and Lehi did to receive revelations that we now have? Let's take a look at what Nephi said about how he was able to get into the mindset to let the Lord speak to him and how he allowed himself to hear him. In 1 Nephi 11.1, 
He said, for it came to pass after I had desired to know the things that my father had seen and believing that the Lord was able to make them known unto me, as I sat pondering in mine heart, I was caught away in the spirit of the Lord, yea, into an exceedingly high mountain, which I had never seen upon which I had never been or I never before set my foot. If you click on the footnote for pondering, in Doctor, it comes, Doctrine and Covenants 76, 19 comes up and it says, and while we meditated upon these things, the Lord touched the eyes of our understanding and they were opened and the glory of the Lord shone round about. Do you think meditate means control what you're thinking about? No, it means to allow your thoughts to be touched by the spirit of understanding and be open to the glory God has for us. If you start judging what the Lord wants to show you, then you um, then are you truly hearing him or are you trying to tell him? Instead of shutting down and wandering, um, shutting down the wandering, what if you were interested in what was coming up for you? What if you were curious without judgment on why those certain thoughts came up during your time in stillness with God? If the dishes keep coming to your mind, get curious and write that down. Maybe the Lord wants you to do them for a certain reason and is putting it on your heart to get it done. Maybe the Lord wants you to think about those connected to him so you can feel peace and that they aren't done. Maybe the Lord wants to help you find a way to get help with the dishes. You won't know until you get curious and allow your thoughts to wander about without judgment. Now, a wandering mind in the natural man state can feel very overwhelming and anxiety provoking. So if you're wanting help to quiet down the natural man thoughts so that you can sit in stillness connected to God, then that is something I teach right off the bat in my Removing Roadblocks to Revelation program. Okay, now onto your action commitment guide. I want you to write down your thoughts about letting your mind wander and see what comes up for you. Allow yourself to be aware of what might be getting in the way of you connecting through stillness. Okay, so we have some busted some myths here today, right? I love what Elder Meredith III says, and how it can relate with re- relate to myths that our natural man can come up with. Elder Meredith III said, the adversary seems determined to get good people to do nothing, or at least to waste their time on things that will distract them from their lofty purposes and goals. The adversary understands and dis- understands that distractions do not have to be bad or immoral to be effective. Hopefully that has removed some of the roadblocks on your journey to hear him. Now, I want you to go over to the Facebook accountability post for today and post one insight that you gained from today's video. Okay, we only have one day left tomorrow and we're making our plan for moving forward. I hope these minutes you spent with me were meaningful, helped you feel inspired and more confident. Check out my show notes for links to my website, social media, and free handouts for remembering how to implement the skills. I know there are other women that could use this information. Leaving a review is a great way for other women to hear this message. If you'd like more daily inspiration and guidance, please come find me on Instagram at Nikki Olson Coaching. 
If you share this episode, please tag me. I love to connect with my listeners. Thank you for listening to the Meaningful Minutes podcast with Nikki Olson.